Power of the Dog. Oh, yes. A new film by Jane Campion, adapted from a novel by Thomas Savage, plays out in 1920s Montana, although filmed in New Zealand. Um, Chalk and Cheese Rancher Brothers, Phil and George, played by Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons, um, find themselves at odds over the subject of Rose, played by Kirsten Dunst, who is a hard-working uh, widow with a very sensitive son, Peter, played by Cody Smith-McPhee. Um, very early on in the film, she wins the affections of George, who marries her to the utter dismay of his brother, who does everything he can to disparage both the mother and indeed the son. He's a kind of he covers his body in mud and he smells and he refuses to get and he and he he says, you know, what on earth are you doing? This is a terrible thing to you. He's like a really, really aggressively um, against this. The question is, where does all this disdain come from? Is it simply because he thinks that his brother is marrying somebody who's out for his money? Or is it because he just feels disdainful of anybody who doesn't live up to the, the kind of the macho mentorship of Bronco Henry, who was his kind of great hero and mentor? Has he, have his own affections been touched in ways that, that he would rather not face? The film is not plot heavy, although what's interesting is I was um, I was talking to Jamie, who works on the show, about the end of the of the film, and I said, "What exactly do you think happens? Does does this thing happen, or do you think this thing happens?" And Jamie said, "Well, I think this thing happens, but actually, I wasn't sure." And then we both looked on a synopsis thing that said, "Oh, this thing did happen." But what it, was the thing? No, I'm not going to tell you. But what sort of thing? There's an there's an air of mystery about it that evoked for me. The Beguiled, and I won't say any more than that. It's very, very uh, beautifully shot, Larry uh, Wagner, just be really beautifully shot. Is it raining? No, it's not Welcome to New Zealand where it's okay. raining, no. It's, I mean, it's Montana anyway, but, you know. Um, and it has a really active score by Johnny Greenwood. Now, I think Johnny Greenwood is just such an interesting... Uh, he's on song at the moment, isn't he? He's, he's on everything. Um the, I think the first Radiohead in movies thing was end credits from for a movie, you know, from Romeo and Juliet. Um, and Johnny Greenwood has then gone on to, you know, work with Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean, did that brilliant score for Phantom Thread. He, of course, did There Will Be Blood, which he should have been Oscar nominated, but famously wasn't because a part of the portion of the, the, the score had been created for something. I mean, basically what happened was they all ganged up to get him out because they thought he might win and they didn't want that to happen. But the score for um, Power of the Dog is very, very active. I mean, it's there, very much in your face, doing the kind of, t you know, working your way through the landscape. And I think that's interesting because the film itself has a kind of this sort of moody inertia, which is that it's not to do with, you know, unraveled plot points, although there is, you know, there is a story and, and a, a story which almost creeps up on you so slowly that you almost don't notice it happening. But the music is doing a lot of that. It's a real, I think, departure for Benedict Cumberbatch, who I've, I think that he, he really immerses himself uh, in this role and I think plays it really well. There is one sequence which weirdly evokes Deliverance. You know the dueling banjos from Deliverance? Well, this yeah. is banjo and piano. And I've never seen banjo and piano put together in such a sinister way. And as I say that, if you know, if you remember Deliverance and you remember the dueling banjo sequence from Deliverance, that's like the last moment that everything seems to be okay before everything is not okay. Um, Dunst, I think, is great um, as a woman who's been silenced by her own terror, by her own, by alcoholism, by 
the fear that is instilled in her by these characters. It's you know, it's a cap. I beg your pardon. It's a character piece and it's a movie. But there is there is a narrative going on underneath. And what I thought was really fascinating was, as I said, I had this conversation with Jamie. But what what exactly do you think happened at the end? And I always admire a film that you watch and you enjoy and you feel. But then afterwards, you have the conversation about. Do you? Do you think what happened was the same thing that I think happened? I mean, I'm sure everybody else watched the film when it's this perfectly obvious what happened, but I thought it had a nice layer of ambiguity to it, which I which I appreciated. It's in cinemas now and on Netflix from December the 1st. 